This is the new LOL podcast, and I am Karen Stewart. My goal is to challenge you, motivate, and encourage you to live your life boldly as a Christian out loud. Do me a favor. If you find anything of value, any motivation, any encouragement, help me spread the word like this. Share it on all your channels. And thanks for listening. Let's get started. Over the years at different times when I have preached, I've been known to ask people, why did they come to church? And of course, (laughs) questions like that usually make the pastors very nervous. I know that. But I'm always curious about why people come to church or do many of the things that they do for that matter. I would imagine that particular question is more relevant and meaningful now than it has ever been. Uh, since we've just spent nearly a year in some places without the privilege of being able to go into a physical church building. And now that the doors are opening again, a number of people have said they would just rather stay at home. It's not that they don't want to engage with some form of church service, but many people have been ruined for corporate gatherings since they can now stay home in their jammies and hear the message and never even have to leave the house. And as I hear more and more people say that and feel that way, again, it makes me wonder, why did you ever go in the first place? Another thing I know many churches and pastors are dealing with is the decrease in giving. It's almost like when people stop coming to church or going to church, they also stop giving. So I wonder, why were you giving in the first place? To many people in the pew, it may seem like the reason why really doesn't matter to the leaders at your church, as long as you do it. And that may or may not be the case. I I don't know, because one thing I do know for sure is that the view from the pew is very rarely an accurate view of what it is from the perspective of your leaders. But that really is neither here nor there. The real question is, why are you doing the things you're doing? I remember several years ago, I was in church and I was writing out my check to pay my tithes and give an offering. And to be totally honest, I did not want to do it. It was time for the offering, so I did the thing you do. I wrote my check and I prepared to give. But this Sunday, as I prepared my offering, I heard the Lord say, if you can't do this with joy, then just don't do it. I really don't need your money. And I'm telling you, that was probably uh, one of the most painful things I'd ever heard. I thought that being faithful and consistent was what was important to God. And it is. But it turns out the thing that was most important to him was my heart. And I will never forget, I went home after that and I called my pastor and I said, something is wrong with me. He said, what are you talking about? I told him what happened. And then I heard myself say to him, I've come to a point where I absolutely hate giving. He said, I've never known you to be that person. You have to get to the bottom of that. And thus began my wrestle with God through his word. Because it was not just that I didn't want to give. I honestly didn't want to serve or do ministry 
And honestly, I didn't even want to go to church at all. I guess on some level, it was almost like I was in the middle of a crisis of faith. There were a number of reasons in the natural that I could point to and attribute my feelings to. But in that moment when God called it out to me, it really didn't matter. Because if I was going to do any of those things, go to church, serve, or give, the only thing that mattered was my why. Why was I doing it at all? I knew enough to know that it was a privilege to have the freedom to go to church. That there were people all over the world who could do nothing but worship underground for fear of losing their lives. I knew that in Hebrews 10.25, Paul encouraged the Christians to not forsake or neglect the habit of assembling together as some people do. I knew that. So that's what I did. I knew what it was like to live and to try to survive beneath the poverty line. And I knew that God had turned all of that around in my life and that I had been blessed financially. I knew that David prayed in 1 Chronicles 29, 14, that all things come from him. And when we give, we simply give back what we have received from him. And I knew those scriptures from Malachi 3, 8. I think all Christians probably modern day know those now, which say, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. I knew that. So that's what I did. And I knew that there were people who wanted to, or at least said they wanted to serve and do things for God. I knew that no matter where I have ever gone in this country or around the world, I have never had to promote myself or my gifts. God has always made room for me to return my gifts back to him in service. Now, that's not something I take for granted. It is just what my experience has been since I first started ministry almost 40 years ago. I knew that Colossians 3.17 says, Whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. And in that same chapter, verses 23 and 24, Whatever you do, do your work heartily, as for the Lord and not for people, knowing that it is from the Lord that you will receive the reward of the inheritance. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. I knew that. So that's what I did. I felt like I was doing all the things I was expected to do and was supposed to do, and yet God seemed to have a problem with it. Not a problem with me going to church or giving or serving, but with my heart in it. Because for him, it's always about the heart. So here's the thing. There are times when we are asked to do things that we really just don't have any peace at all about doing. I am not saying that we are obligated to do anything or everything just because we are asked to do it. But if we cannot do it honestly, with a heart only for the Lord, it is quite okay. In fact, it's probably best if we don't do it at all. Because everything, all of our lives, which includes our service, our giving, 
even our secular working and our relationships outside of church and ministry, everything should be motivated by and flow from our relationship with the one, Jesus himself. Everything we do should be motivated by our desire to love and please him, which means it matters very little what other people think about what we do or how we serve or how we live. If our actions are driven by obedience to or for the sake of pleasing others and not him, it can be a hollow, frustrating, and completely unfulfilling experience. Not only that, you could actually set the world on fire with your gifts that would open doors all over the world and get to the end of this journey and have absolutely no reward. You might say, I don't do what I do for the sake of getting a reward. Well, that sounds really good. That's fine. But when I talk about rewards, I'm talking about him. That scripture in Matthew 7 is just one of those ones you could skip over completely in the Bible because it's just so wild. Here's what Jesus said in verse 22. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. That's just crazy to me. That's so wild. That I could spend all of my time, all of my money, all of my gifts serving him only to get to the end and hear him say, I never knew you. What is the point of that? He alone is the reason and he alone is the reward. So take some time, ask and answer for yourselves. Why am I doing the things that I do? This is not a one-time thing. This is an ongoing thing that we all have to do again and again. And if there are reasons that don't align completely with him, then you got some work to do. Because there's no point in spinning your wheels and going through the motions only to find out that God did not respect your offering to him, whatever it was your time, your talent, or your treasure. Everything we do needs to be to him, for him, about him, because of him, to please him. And that is how you live authentically before the world around you boldly, every day, out loud.